Hey friends, and welcome to episode 138 of It's About Time. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And today's episode is a little less productivity and a little more personal. But don't worry, there's definitely some productivity sprinkled in if that's what you're here for. In early June, my family and I moved to a new home in a new city. It came as a surprise to many since we just moved only a year and a half earlier. I wasn't necessarily planning to do an episode about our move, but many of you who hope to move or want to move, and some of you were just curious, reached out and asked why or how we did it, both financially and the planning and logistics of it all. Moving is no simple task. There are a lot of moving parts, pun definitely intended, and whether you're doing a DIY move across town or a cross-country relocation with movers, there's a lot to coordinate. So in this episode, I'm sharing what inspired our recent move. I'll tell you about how we planned financially by setting goals and sticking to them. You'll hear what I've learned from moving 13 times since college graduation. Plus, I'm sharing my packing process and my number one recommendation for getting unpacked and settled stress-free. Well, nearly stress-free. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from today's episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 138. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get the show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. The idea, the inspiration, the catalyst, whatever you want to call it, was back in 2018. It all started with a vision. And I don't mean a hallucination or something like that. I mean my vision for the future. If you've been a listener for a bit, then you know how strongly I feel about time management being based on your vision for the future and your personal core values. Vision and values are actually where we start inside the It's About Time Academy. Those two things, vision and values, drive everything else. Rather than letting the hours and minutes in your ever-growing to-do list dictate your life. A few years ago, When I took the time to craft my vision for the very first time, that vision included living in a specific area of the state of Louisiana. I'm a Louisiana girl born and raised. I grew up in the piney hills of North Louisiana, went to LSU in the college town and state capital of Baton Rouge, and I've lived in the historic city of New Orleans, a short drive from the French Quarter and the uptown streetcars. But of all the parts of Louisiana I've lived, there's an area that's my favorite, and it's called the North Shore. It's a collection of small towns just across Lake Pontchartrain from New Orleans. 
It's still considered the New Orleans metro area, so it's 45 minutes away from world-renowned restaurants and historic spots in the city. But it's got the feel of a small southern town straight from the pages of Southern Living magazine. In fact, Covington, one of the small cities on the North Shore, was actually named Southern Living's best small town in Louisiana. In this part of the state, you've got lush forest landscapes, you've got the lakefront lined with historic homes, you've got quaint downtowns with antique shops, art galleries, and fun restaurants and coffee shops. There are bike trails and breweries, and it's just big enough to have everything you need and more, but just small enough to feel manageable. I love it. And that's where I wanted to live. That's where I wanted to put down roots and grow our family. So the same year I created that initial vision and of course made a vision board to go along with it, it was 2018. And that year we moved from New Orleans across the lake to Mandeville, one of the cities on the North Shore. Vision accomplished. We'd moved into a home that I expected to be in for years. And then when Scott's job unexpectedly changed during the pandemic, we had to move back to the Baton Rouge area and we knew the move was the right thing to do. But it just didn't feel right. It wasn't what we really wanted. We knew that we wanted to someday move back to the North Shore, but we had no idea if or when it would be possible. After almost a year in our new city, we began to see a path for moving back to where we wanted to be, but we knew it would take some support. You know I believe in getting coaching or support whenever there's something that you feel strongly about, something you want to learn, or an area you want to grow. So we actually began working with a financial coach in July of 2021, Kristen Recupero. You might remember Kristen from back in episode 49. With Kristen's help, we did a complete audit of our financial situation. Everything from our mortgage and outstanding debts like credit cards and our car note, to our car insurance and life insurance coverage. And we started by making lots of changes and tweaks. Getting the right amount of life insurance and car insurance to protect us in the event of an emergency. Negotiating rates to make sure we weren't spending more than we needed. Kristen helped us get into great shape financially so we could start setting big goals. And that's what we did. We set big goals and we diligently stuck to them all with our vision in mind. Our goals were to pay off debt, buy a car, and save for a down payment and moving expenses. And that was really key, making sure that the goal was for both the down payment and moving expenses, because that means that there were no big financial hits to our everyday functioning budget, and we were prepared for everything. It's also really important to note that as much as we wanted to just hurry up and move, we worked toward one goal at a time instead of putting effort into all three at once. But we weren't only working toward these goals. We also budgeted for fun. To house and track our spending and saving, we used and still use every dollar. I've used YNAB in the past, but Kristen preferred every dollar and we really didn't feel strongly about sticking with YNAB. Honestly, it took me a while to get into the habit of checking every dollar every day, and it still takes work and setting reminders, but whenever I'm regularly checking in and organizing our transactions with every dollar, 
I definitely feel more in control and more confident about our finances. And I'll be sure to include a link to Every Dollar and YNAB in the show notes so you can take a look at both of them and decide which one you like the best. So let me tell you a little bit about the actual house buying process and how we ended up where we are. So first, we considered building. We even met with a builder about a specific piece of land in the exact neighborhood we wanted. But we got a dose of reality when he explained that supply chain issues, labor shortages, and delays could mean we'd be under construction for at least a year And we wouldn't even get to build the house we wanted because of the shape and size of the lot. I've heard that building is one of the most stressful experiences, and I'm not interested in going through all of that and waiting a year unless I'm building my dream house. So basically, we could build a house that wasn't exactly what we wanted, and it would take a year to get into it, but it would be in the exact neighborhood we wanted. Or we could cross our fingers and wait for houses in the small neighborhood we wanted to hit the market. Or option three, we could expand our search. So we decided to expand our search. We worked with a realtor who had great relationships in the area. So we were able to find out about homes before they were listed. He ended up finding a great home on a quiet street in a nearby neighborhood with an amazing backyard view that had basically everything we wanted. We were able to move quickly, see the home, make an offer, and get under contract. And then the fun really began. Our next step was to get our house photographed and listed, and getting a home list and show ready with little kids is an adventure. If you've ever heard that saying that cleaning your house with toddlers is like brushing your teeth while eating Oreos, that's basically how it goes. You vacuum up goldfish cracker crumbs in one room and a basket of toys you just picked up gets dumped out all over again, or all of the books get pulled off the bookshelf. Fortunately, our amazing listing agent, Katie Caldwell, if you're a fan of the Hustle Humbly podcast, and I know that a lot of you are, then you definitely know Katie. Katie was incredibly organized and made the entire process as stress-free as possible. Plus, she came before photos and made sure that throw blankets were in place, that furniture was styled to maximize the space, and that everything was good to go. Then, after the photographer snapped the last picture, we pieced out for the weekend. Seriously, one thing that made the whole selling process easy, again, remember, we've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. After we got the house sparkling clean, photo ready, and the listing photographer worked his magic, we packed up and went away for the weekend. In the three days that we were up in North Louisiana visiting my mom, there were 38 showings. Being out of town meant we didn't have to leave the house at the drop of a hat with our kiddos, and we were able to just relax while all of the showings took place one after the other. Plus, Katie let all of the agents know that we wouldn't review any offers until Monday afternoon. So that took the pressure off of the potential buyers, too. Once the house was under contract, we kicked off the next adventure, purging and packing. Step one, purging, actually started before we even listed the house. Before taking photos and opening up the house for showings, we did a lot of decluttering taking down things like personal photos and decor items. 
We took down curtains. We took down the girls' name signs in their room. Big toys like Millie's play kitchen and her doll high chair. Wedding pictures, framed photos, even extra pieces of furniture. We put things away in plastic boxes and we tucked them in the garage or hid them in the backs of closets. When it came to the rest of the packing, we actually started with our girls' toys. Millie and I, Millie's my three-year-old, she picked out a box of favorite toys and we put them in a plastic box in the living room. This box was where all of her go-to toys and books lived, plus, of course, some of Bitsy's little toys. Then, one day when the girls were at daycare, I packed up the rest. Two things that made our packing process just a little easier. First, my packing kit. It drives me insane to walk around the house looking for the packing tape and rummaging through drawers for a permanent marker to write on the moving box. So at the beginning of our packing endeavor, I ordered a six-pack of packing tape, and I rounded up no less than seven black Sharpies and two pairs of scissors, and I tossed them in a small Amazon box. We've all got a small Amazon box laying around, right? And this was my packing kit. Nothing fancy, but it kept all of the tape, markers, and scissors in one spot so I didn't have to run around and look for them when I was packing in different rooms. The second thing was my box labeling system. At this point, I've moved 13 different times since graduating from college in May 2008, so you could definitely say this wasn't my first rodeo. When you've moved as many times as I have, you wanna keep the system as simple as possible and you wanna know where to find things when you arrive so you can unpack based on priority. And while I love the idea of color coding and printed labels and all of that jazz, that's just not the time that I had available to create a system. So here's my simple packing system. Here's what I do. Every box gets a number and I write that number on every side of the box. Maybe I'll write kitchen on one side, but I'll write the number on every side of the box, except the bottom. Then, on a separate sheet of paper, I'll write the number in either the room the box goes in or a short description of what's in the box. In the past, I've kept this list on a clipboard but for our most recent move, I kept track using a giant post-it note. Like, you know those giant post-it wall stickies that people use at workshops for brainstorming? We just stuck the giant post-it poster to the wall in the back hallway, and every time we packed a box, we updated the list. Here's why this system is so awesome and efficient. First, when movers, or even friends and family, if you're doing a DIY move, when people are unloading boxes, it is a huge pain to look at all the different size of the box for some kind of labeling so they know where to put it. I mean, think about it. When you're pulling a heavy box off of a truck, the last thing you want to do is look all around while you're holding it to figure out where it goes. So you want to make sure that it's labeled on all sides so no matter which side of the box is visible, you can see a label of some sort. Second, it's a lot faster to write a number on five different sides of a box, all four sides plus the top, than it is to write the word kitchen five times. Plus, you're going to run out of markers a lot faster that way. 
Third, the system also gives you an accurate count of the number of boxes you're packing, so you're able to tell movers or friends or family, we've got X number of boxes. Fourth, it makes communication on the day of the move so much easier, and it makes the move-in faster. If your list is on a clipboard, just stand at the front door and direct traffic. 37, dining room. 42, kitchen. 17, nursery. Or if you use a giant post-it note page like I did, you can roll it up when you leave the house and then unroll it and stick it up on the wall by the front door whenever you arrive at your new house. Our movers loved that they could just check the list and head straight to the designated room. And finally, if you hang on to your checklist, whether it's on a clipboard or on a wall post-it, as you unpack boxes, you can cross that number off the list. This can show you your progress even when your house feels chaotic because stuff is everywhere. It can also alert you to missing or misplaced boxes because the number is written on all sides of the box. You can head from room to room and look for that specific number. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. All right, so far I've shared a little bit about why we moved, how we prepared financially, and how we packed. Now, let me share my biggest life hack for unpacking and getting settled in your home after a move. Let's be real. Moving can be one of the most chaotic experiences in life. And after you've gone through the often stressful process of buying, selling, packing, and moving, 
all you want to do is just relax and rest already. But the work continues because your new home is now filled with boxes and everything feels upside down. My solution? In addition to budgeting for moving costs, budget for a professional organizer. In addition to organizing homes, many professional organizers also offer moving services. The moment we were past the inspection phase, I immediately reached out to Sarah West. You might remember Sarah from episode 73, and I got a spot on Sarah's calendar. In a perfect world, I would have had her help packing and unpacking, but she was so booked up that I had to choose one or the other, and unpacking was my clear choice. Sarah actually helped us unpack when we moved from Mandeville to Prairieville. And that was a bit more out of pure necessity. I was 34 weeks pregnant when we got the keys to the house in Prairieville, and although I was in nesting mode, I knew I needed help if I was going to feel settled and ready in time for Elizabeth's arrival. The last thing I wanted was to bring a baby home from the hospital and still have unpacked boxes lining the hallway. So when it came time for this move, hiring Sarah was a no-brainer. Sarah and a member of her team came three days in a row for eight hours a day. In those three days, every single box was unpacked. Every single closet was organized. She unpacked our kitchen and pantry in a way that was intuitive and maximized every millimeter of space. Our office was set up and work ready on the first day. Now, whenever I share that I hired a professional organizer to help us unpack, sometimes I'm met with, oh my gosh, that is genius. I never would have thought of that. But very often, I get a weird look and I hear, oh, I'm way too type A to let someone unpack for me. Or I could never have someone organize my things. I have to do it. So here's the thing. If you love organizing and you think it's super fun, then please, by all means, organize and color code and set up your systems to your heart's content. But if the thought of organizing or unpacking stresses you out, if you feel obligated to do it because you feel like you should be the one to do it or you're supposed to do it, then this is for you. No, you don't have to do it. In fact, there are people out there, people like Sarah, who are incredibly talented and efficient and probably even better at organizing than you are. If you're avoiding organizing your pantry, or if you have a closet that's out of control, or the thought of unpacking after a move gives you anxiety, you can hire someone to help you. And if you believe that you're too type A to give up that control, here's my challenge to you. Direct your type A energy to something that really matters, to something that only you can do. Three days after we moved in, I hosted a four-hour workshop for a client at their annual kickoff. The venue for the workshop was about an hour from our new house. Instead of being neck deep in boxes and turning down the opportunity to spend time with this group, I gave the workshop, connected with female community leaders, gave them encouragement and tools to have an amazing year of service, and then I drove back home and arrived to find my kitchen completely and impeccably unpacked and organized. 
I'm happy to direct my type A energy where it counts. And I hope that encourages you to do the same. Sarah unpacked and organized our kitchen much better and much faster than I could have on my own. Plus, having someone else unpack and organize for us meant that we were able to relax and enjoy our new home so much sooner. We even hosted our families for a Father's Day cookout two weeks after we moved in. All right, there you have it. We moved, and that's the story of why we moved, how we prepped financially, how we packed, and how we unpacked. If you want to move, or if you have a move coming up, I hope this gives you some ideas and inspiration to test out as you are planning and prepping. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 138. And while you're there, don't forget to check out episodes 49 and 73 that I mentioned. And before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 139. In episode 139, we're talking about sleep and what sleep has to do with our productivity and time management. If you're a parent like me, you know that chronic insomnia is sort of a state of being. And that's why I wanted to talk with Becca Campbell, a sleep expert, mom, wife, three-time business owner, and an absolute all-star at helping you get more sleep. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.